Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And we are back. 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 All right. You wanted me to sing. I did it. Back. <laughs> yeah, a little in sync for you. <laughs> all right. Here we are. She Loves the Grid. I am Claire. I'm Diane. I think we forgot Welcome. to do that last time. So <laughs> yes, I think we did. That's okay. It's okay. Hopefully. Race week. Yay. We had a race. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like the best. I was in heaven all week. Just all the excitement, right? Like starting Monday, it's it's race week. And then the pressers and the guys, you know, were flying in and just all of it. I, I every day there was something exciting to wake up to. So. I know. I was so excited. And then, you know, being in Europe, I was like, oh, I've got such the upper hand for like time zones. But then it was in Azerbaijan. And then oh, how dare they, the races, the the FP1 and then the uh, qualifying. I had meetings. I was like, how dare they schedule meetings in the middle of what I need to do during <laughs> the race? I was not happy. Exactly. Like, don't they know my priority here? <laughs> Yeah, no, I think a lot of people, the Friday with this new sprint setup, the schedule, Friday being qualifying in the afternoon, most people, you're working, it's FP2, no big deal, you can catch it later uh -uh. with this sprint um, new schedule, it's going to be a little trickier on Friday afternoons. It tends to be yeah. quiet at my work, so that's good. I'm going to have to start planning for that. I get unlimited PTO. I'm just going to start being like, that check, please, I'll just take a day off. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Everyone knows at work that I, I, I had this podcast and I and F1's my thing. So Aww. I just got to start taking the day off. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why well, not? Speaking of, speaking of work, that, that was my week. It was work. I was trying to, we were talking about that beforehand. I don't even know. I was, I think the, the, the blur of so many weeks of no races and then getting used to the weather here in Berlin, I, I couldn't tell you how my week was because I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, was, I did take apart my Lego cars this week because I take them apart and put them together to sort. Oh, you so, yeah, because I like to sort and rebuild into new things. So, oh, um, okay. Wait, I, not, I was going to ask how you're doing on the McLaren. Have you started I, on it? I have not started on it, but when I start on it, I will tell you because I, I get to thinking. Should I do something fun, like just do it all at once, which I probably will do, or yes. do something crazy like one bag per point they earn? But then that might never get done. <laughs> well, they had two points today, so it's true. <laughs> like, true. You can do bags it's, one and two. But still, yeah, I, I, I'm too obsessive. I have to do the whole thing. But anyway, how was your week? It was good. Um, kind of the same. I, like I said, I was just fully immersed in F1 and living, breathing all of it. Um, my mom came into town Friday. She's here for a couple weeks. So that's why I'm in a different spot today. Um, if you're watching us on our YouTube, <laughs> I'm in a different spot filming and, uh, and I'm not purple, not purple today. Uh, I did not go and do what Claire was telling me to do after our podcast last week. So just miraculous the camera works miraculous <laughs> that it, it's working. So yeah, just very, very chill. We did a lot of shopping yesterday Got some new shoes for Europe, for Barcelona, and 30 days, 30 days. Uh, yeah. trying to get my gear together because it's going to be here before we know it. Yes, and speaking of gear, we are going to wrap up getting some merch ready. So soon we'll be launching our She Loves the Grid merch. 
I have get that ready. You know, honestly, when I was looking at that stuff the other day, I think the thing I'm probably most excited about is the cross body bag. I was telling my mom about it and I've got to show her afterwards, but I actually think that's going to be so handy for a race because it's cute. You could still get your stuff in it, you know, whatever you need to haul. So, um, but I, I like when I'm traveling, I like a crossbody. I don't ever do that outside of traveling. I just like to be able to have it right here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so I like the design of that. I like the, the hat looks really cute. And then, I mean, I'm a, the bucket hat. I'm a t-shirt person. I'm such a, you know, I love a t-shirt. Yes. So I'm looking forward to all the different t-shirts and some ideas on what we can do on that. So yeah. Ooh. So exciting. Okay. Great. Team updates this week. Cause I, like I said, I was fully immersed. So Alpha Tauri, Franz tossed, um, announced that he's retiring. And my first thought went immediately to Yuki because like we talked last week, it was all about Yuki last week. And when I listened to the podcast, they had brought up that Franz had said he was planning to retire. I think they said by the, by the time he turned 70 and you could tell it caught Yuki off guard. And he said, well, how old is he now? And I think he, they said 67. He, I just remember him saying like, okay, I've got three more years. Like you could tell he was processing it. So when I saw that announcement, I literally, I did put on our social media, somebody please check on Yuki because yeah. I knew this was going to hit him hard. Um, I think Franz has really taken Yuki under his wing. I mean, after that first season that he was in F1, I think a lot of people were ready to write him off. We talked about it last week, so we don't have to mm -hmm. go into it, but just the, the immaturity and the yelling. And he said, nope, send him to me. Um, Cause I think at that point, Yuki was in England. He said, send him to me, got him, you know, the training again, took him under his wing. So um, yeah. So the end of this year, and then we have Laurent from Ferrari is going to be their new principal. So we don't have a start date yet. He was sitting on the pit wall, you know, as usual today. So We'll see. We'll see. It'll definitely be interesting. I, I wonder how Yuki's going to do. I mean, it's, I mean, he's, he's matured so much this year. I, 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 I have a lot of high hopes for him. You know, um, I have a feeling they're going to, their friendship's going to stick around, you know, yeah. Yeah. beyond the I do think, and everything. I think Fred is going to stay on consulting for one year. Um, so I think that will be helpful if Yuki stays with them next year. But yeah, I think it, it motivates Yuki a little bit more this year to just really perform strong. I, I think that'll be huge. So I wonder how much he would be interested. I wonder if Hans would even be you know, personal mentor to, to Yuki afterwards too. I can see it. I mean, there's definitely a bond there, uh, you know, for sure on Yuki's part. So I don't know. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd but cool. speaking of retiring, Max <laughs> this week said, I think he's considering at, after maybe his contract runs out at Red Bull. He said he's not at all interested in trying to, you know, get the F1 record for world championships. That's what he said. Not disappointed <laughs> at all. I mean, I have my own opinions here, but, you know, I mean, I don't know enough about his history to see how much I, as we were talking earlier, I, I think there's some ulterior thoughts thoughts on this and motivation, but maybe it really is because he's got other desires and other things he wants to do. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I find it like if you're somebody who likes to be number one, it's kind of odd that you wouldn't want to be number one and get all of those things. Yeah. But maybe his number one is that he just wants to dominate multiple areas of motorsports. So 
That's I don't know. I don't know enough about him to, yeah. to really make a good, I guess, a fair assessment on this one. Though, yeah. um, part of me just like he could see that that Checo is eating at his, his heels this year, early mm-hmm. on in the season, and and it's just a little bit easier strategically to go. Oh, I really have this other way that I want to do things. So. I'm yeah. just gonna just go ahead and announce it now, kind of thing. So I don't know. <laughs> it could be a coincidence. I think um, he did say, and, and I could see this being true. He said, you know, it's gonna depend on what the cars like that year um, if they're still competitive. I think as long as they're you know competitive or dominant like they are this year, I could see him staying on. And that's what 2028, I think, is when his contract is up. So that's, that's five more years. That's five more years. He's already got two. So you'd be at seven, which puts you with Lewis, unless Lewis, you know, that's another one. Yeah. here I'm like giving Matt <laughs> five more years of driving championships. But I mean, I'm just saying like, even if he's close and doesn't hit all of those years, he might be close enough. And if they're still doing well, I could see him staying on um, and doing it. He started when he was 17. So I could also see him at that point being 30 years old saying, all right, peace out. Like he talked about starting his own team. I don't think that's an F1 necessarily, but starting his own team, racing and other, you know, aspects of um, motorsports. So yeah, I could see him just wanting to be dominant across a lot of different things. So we'll see. We shall see. And then Christian Horner. (laughs) I I want to know who this is. So if you hadn't heard Christian, because Christian likes to stir the pot, right? So he put out there in some interview this week that after it was announced that Red Bull breached the cost cap in what was that 2021, he said that there was a team that started calling and reaching out to their um, sponsors to like try to get them to, I guess, come over to whoever, whatever team was calling them. And, um, I want to, he said, I'm not going to tell you, I'll let your imagination run away with you. So again, Christian dropping the little, you know, dropping the little things. Um, But my initial thought, and I think I probably said it out loud, was this to me has Zach Brown written all over it. (laughs) But I've also heard people say um, Mercedes. So, you know. Like, what's the point? I mean, what's the point of doing that? I mean, other than just to get more drama in there, or is this, you know, is this the, and then, like, how much of this is going to play into next season's uh, Drive to Survive? Right. You know? oh, true. True, true, true. Little storyline. Because <laughs> uh, they'll probably be asking the other principals, like, okay, who was it? Who was it? But there's also such a thing as contracts and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure they're not doing yearly contracts with their with their sponsors. Maybe some of them, but not all some of them. Some of them. I imagine some of them are multi-year. Yes, Exactly. So I don't know, just lame. And then more rumors this week, um, everybody asking Charles Leclerc if he's talking to Mercedes to maybe pick up Lewis Hamilton's seat. I think this personally, I think this came out because we've had nothing better to talk about in the whole Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift rumor has, you know, he was amping it up a little bit this week, but um, I I think we just needed something new to talk about. So um, Charlotte said he loves Ferrari. He wants to win um, a world championship with Ferrari. 
He said, I know you guys don't believe me, but I have not talked to Toto at all. Um, and I think that it really is just about um, Lewis. Ha they haven't announced anything yet. Maybe they're still in talks, but I guess we needed another rumor um, <laughs> this week. But I just can't, I can't not picture Charles in anything other than red. I just can't. I try. Yeah, that one, that one I can't. I can't imagine that one changing. But, you know, stranger things have happened, right? But, yeah, I can't. So it's some of the people you just can't see in a different, yeah, in a different team. He's one. And I tried to picture him. I tried to picture him in the black and, you know, <laughs> the Mercedes. I can't do it. Can't see him on a podium. I wouldn't mind because I was thinking the other day, and I, I didn't even mention this to you. Like, if I had to pick, like, my teams right now, you know, I mean, I, you know, I like Alonzo, but I do like Aston Martin. And I, Mercedes is my other team. I mean, they're, yeah. that's, they're the two teams I like. So. Um, I, I would find Leclerc being because I like Leclerc as a driver. So there's yes. drivers I like and there's teams I like. So there's Aston yep. Martin and Mercedes are my teams, but I do like Charles Leclerc. He's one of yep. my favorite drivers. He's great. So, he is. Yeah, he's I great. Really I'm hoping he's, he also strikes me as somebody who's going to tell the truth. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going with what he said. <laughs> he's also adorable. He is adorable. I think he's adorable. Anya wasn't sure, but anyways, that's a whole <laughs> That goes back to the driver ratings. She liked yeah. it, but she didn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't picture him to be her type. I don't know. I kind of would. I don't know. No. Anyways, let's talk about <laughs> Quali. So Quali on Friday, like we said, I mean, this whole new sprint setup, if you didn't watch or I don't know, you lived in a hole this week or a cave, like Friday was qualifying for Sunday. So, yeah. It was... I, you know, and it was uh, it was interesting. There's there's a couple things that I you know, said going through it all the way through. We did that. The things that were the highlights for me was what we had red flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and but when we came out of quality, I was expecting race day to be insane. So it was almost like, holy cow, look at all this craziness that happened during quality. And then race day was like, huh. yes, <laughs> yeah. That's, I think like, quality and the sprint. Yeah. Right. Like I was expecting the same. There was so much happening. The race in comparison was kind of like, eh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but during climbing, you see, the, we'll get to it, but you've got, you know, we had so many hits on the wall. And they even said that every time you hit the wall, we're going to have at least a yellow, at least, at least a yellow flag, at least, red right? Flag. Because every time they hit the wall, um, but we had a red flag, right? So that yeah. was crazy. So they they didn't even restart Q1. They're just like, we're just yeah. in Q1. I forget how many seconds were left. I took a Not picture of what happened. But that was the end. Um, and then you had the the car fire, right? Yeah. You were talking, it was like engine smoke, like brown yeah. smoke. And you would said you'd never seen that before. I don't know if you ever got to the bottom of what actually caused the smoke. Well, they said it was, fire. they said the issue, I don't know if this, but the issue was a mounting bracket, I guess maybe was, I don't know, it wasn't wasn't in the right spot or something, but I had heard a mounting bracket. So how that releases brown smoke, I'm not entirely sure, but I've never seen brown smoke. Yeah, and because of the fire, it's just like. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. unless it fell off and hit something else. But yeah, so like you mentioned, we had Nick DeVries hitting the wall. <laughs> that brought just, out the first just, red flag. Bam, just like, like, dude, like he was aiming for it. There's a runoff right there. Like he I just goes straight. He was aiming for it. <laughs> he did. He did. This is what makes me so nervous about these street circuits. And I think what's even worse about this this circuit is 
if you are not getting a time in right away and you have the yellow flags, you have the red flags, like you might not get a time. Like, I think I was a little concerned that Carlos wasn't even going to get something, you know, initially, but it's like, you have got to get out there. That's why you saw cars like in the pits lining up before. Usually they're not all doing that, but they know you've got to get out there. But yeah, I don't know. I think with Nick, before he went out, he was the last one to go out. He was the last one to set a lap time. And I think they said there was a brake issue, but it looked more like a driver error because he'd already been around two, two things. But um, I think that helped Kevin Magnuson because he was able to come in. He had an issue with his car, right? Yeah. And then, so he was able to come in and get a little bit of work done on it. But yeah, that was kind of... And then Logan. Ugh, Logan. Poor Logan. Guy. He did so well. And then right at the end. I know. Well, that was in Q2, right? So in yeah, Q2. Q1, he, I mean, it, that was his first Q2, I think, to get there. So that was good. But what I thought was crazy, I felt so bad for Alpine and Gasly because yeah. I didn't oh, get yeah. to watch practice. I never went back and watched it. You watched it. But he had brought out a red flag, right, in practice. Mm -hmm. The team, I guess, from where the car was, it took forever to get the car back to the garage. So the the mechanics were working double time to get him back into, you yep. know, so he could do quality. And then what happens? It just. <laughs> yeah. Well, up. they even said, because there's no, and they said, I think that was the driver visit because there's no actual back access road. They had to wait before they could actually get him back into no. the garage too. Cause there's no, there's no back roads. There's no like direct okay. roads and service roads. So he had to like sit and wait where he had, like wrecked out where he'd stopped but oh. they could get someone to actually drive him back to the garage too <laughs> yeah i did not i did not know that but i just thought his poor mechanics were probably like are you kidding me right now all we did now we have to do it again for tomorrow we've mm -hmm. got to get you ready to go which is crazy and i think when that happened was that right after there was seven and a half minutes left and i think that's when um Carlos didn't have a time at all. So yeah, I, I was like, was. that was stressing me out. That was stressing me out big time. So who did we have out? Um, DeVries, obviously. Gasly, obviously. Magnuson, Joe, and Hulkenberg. All out, Q1. Done, yeah. done, done. Yeah. Q2, I think that's when I noted, like, Carlos not looking good at all. He looked scared on that course. Not good. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Just not good. But let's see. Yuki made his first Q3. Yay, Yuki. And I feel like he looked really strong. I mean, Nick, not so much. But, like, Yuki looking good, I thought. Um, well, Sergeant had made the Q2, but, of course, his car was. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was just getting at. Is he made it the Q2, but yeah. because it's, he, had, he had wrecked out right there at the end of Q1, he. That's right couldn't do anything in Q2. So he's on the bottom of Q2. Yeah. And I think Williams was looking pretty good. Like I thought they looked strong in mm -hmm. qualifying. And and like you said, him qualifying, they were both like seventh and eighth or something like that. Yeah, he was doing so well. Yeah. I like, darn it. So that just stinks. I feel like he's had some bad luck this year, Logan already. Like I just want them to, to do, I don't know, to have it all come together at the same time. <laughs> like that would be good. So out in Q2, Botas, obviously Sergeant Russell by four hundredth of a second. So oh, late. So close. But also Russell, 
again, if you're not out there and you're not getting those, those times in, or somebody's holding you up or you were on a flying lap um, and you couldn't, you know, get yeah. across like that sucks. Albon was also out. And then Ocon was also out um, in Q2. So then it, what we have Q3, this kind of blew my mind. So early on, Charles crossing the line, the exact same time, exact same time. Exact to the, to the hundreds of a second, the thousands yes. of a second. It was insane. Exactly. Same as Max. So at that point, Max was still in first because he crossed the line first. I think we learned that with Logan Sargent in the first race, like where he had crossed mm -hmm. the line. I think it was Logan um, as somebody else and didn't quite make it because the other person had crossed first. Um, so that kind of blew my mind because those two cars, top cars, like that's crazy. Stroll's DRS, not working <laughs> at all. Well, and that's, and that's after the, with his Aston Martin make changes to their, their, the, that part and and I think both of the Aston Martins during FP1 during quality and even during some of the sprints were just looking sluggish. They made some adjustments. I think Friday night and even I think even Saturday oh. they looked better on Sunday. I think because they were excited after Friday they were going to make some adjustments. And I think I swear they made some Sunday or Saturday because they looked better yes. on Sunday because Alonso was able to get, catch up and they were looking faster on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but they, they said they, they adjusted the height of it and, and did some other stuff over the break. And it just it just looked slower. They just were, to me, they were struggling because yeah. neither one of them were placing me. Come on, Anza's hit podium the, the first, every race up until this one. And he you yeah. know, started P6, was it, or P8? Yeah, P6. At P6. And he just was struggling to get up there and make a P4 at the end. So Yeah, yeah. It, I, I know earlier this week, or Friday, Saturday, you kept mentioning that. Like you kept texting and saying like, you're mad about the, the, the upgrade, <laughs> the test of their car. Um, they didn't look like themselves. To me, they look like the Aston Martin from last year, you know, where it's like, you're kind of running like eighth, mm -hmm. tenth, and you know, somewhere in there. And it's like, you're okay. You're not great. You're okay. But um, yeah. The constant professionals, they were being positive and everything. But I, I just everyone's feel it in their, in their, I felt it like he did. He didn't see neither one of them seemed as excited or as out there. I just, I, I think they're just not the types, either one of the types to just come back and go, Oh, the car sucked. Oh, they screwed up the car. Oh, yeah. They're not going to do that kind of thing. I, the cars, the car sucks. <laughs> I don't know. See, it's funny because like after yesterday, Lance stopped and did his thing and he was so chatty and even it was Laura and um, Will Buxton. And they even said after he walked away, like, that is the chattiest Lance that we have ever seen. Like, I think the adrenaline, you know, for yeah. just everything was playing out with on Saturday, they just jump right into qualifying. There's no practice, no nothing. Um, and he said, I think Lance said, you know, he had a cold shower and some espresso and was like in the car to qualify. <laughs> so he was. And I want to say today, um, I think I think it was Fernando that was like, you know, we, when we had a tricky weekend, you know, today was much better. So I do think that when you have upgrades, it's going to take a hot second for them to figure out the car, you know, and, yeah, and they tweaked it. They even said they were going to tweak it. They said that after Friday, they noticed that the changes that they made were, were not working as they had planned. And they, they had raised it. They were going to have to lower it some, they were going to have to lower that fin. 
Yeah. And so they worked on it Friday night and, uh, they, and the DRS was not opening as they had planned. I think it was sticking or not opening like they had hoped. And so they watched it again on Saturday. So I think it got better. And then I think they tweaked it a little bit more because it did, like I said, I think they performed better on Sunday, yes. much better on Sunday than they did on Friday and Saturday. I Markedly agree. better Sunday to Friday. So, yeah. oh, but that doesn't I, help you. Like if they'd started up higher on Friday, then they would have done better on Sunday, you know. So exactly. it is what it is. But yeah. I, I think they feel luckily they were able to make quick adjustments. So kudos to their their pit for what they were able to do in such a short, short notice over the weekend. The mechanics for all the teams are just top notch, right? Top-notch. Like the, the stuff that they do when the when the cars crash or they have to make these adjustments. I mean, it's not a okay, <laughs> like it's, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it's crazy so that, that was you're finishing up Q3. I mean, come on, I mean, look at all the stuff that happened because come on, our, our, our pole winner came in with half the front of the car missing. <laughs> he comes in like they, they were talking, they were coming and Charles comes in and like the front part of the car is gone. If you were on, Charles, on Charles' car? Mm-hmm. He got, yeah. when he, the, yeah, the, the front uh, part of the fin was gone. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I noticed. Yeah, the front, oh the front piece, I guess no. that's the, the very front part of it was gone because, yeah, for, for pole at the end of the quality. Yep. Oh, wow. So that's I happened like one it. or two other times that the, the pole winner comes in and that part of the car is actually was, was had damage. I don't think I knew that, but oh my mm-hmm. gosh. But I mean, thank God at the very last second, Charles did cross that line and Max could just not pull it out could not pull. Oh no, Charles, he did. No, wait, when did he crash? That wasn't in quali. That was in the sprint. Okay. Never mind. That's a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but he got, he got, he he came across first so many times. So, you know, it's like, I'm getting him confused. I think it's a blessing and a curse for Charles to be on pole because this was his third consecutive pole. They call him like the king of the poles or that's what they were calling him this weekend, but it never converts to a win. It just doesn't. So I, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would like to respectfully ask that he stop um, aiming for pole. Like, let's, let's just get second. Too. <laughs> but then Saturday morning, what do we have? The shootout. The shootout. Like, it's another qualifying session. And like we said, what I think is interesting. Okay, tell me your thoughts on this. So because we only had the one practice session, no teams were doing long runs to get data for the race. They went, they come to the to the track on Saturday morning, straight into another qualifying. Like they teams had to adjust and learn on the fly, which is actually kind of cool. I think it was kind of cool. I thought it was interesting. Which team had a problem too of not having the right tires? They like ran out of like one of the types of tires. Oh, there, well, there um, were two. So um, Lando was one, and I want to say um, Yuki was the other. So yeah. they did not have an extra set of soft tires. So okay. if they made it to Q SQ3, which requires soft tires, they couldn't run. So that is kind of an interesting little loophole because like Lando used all his softs in qualifying for Sunday's race. So he had nothing else. So I think that might be something they need to to look at because yeah. I mean, I mean, what's the point? Like you're not going to run Q3. I don't know. I don't know how the strategy really works on that, but I think it's lame. Um, but I, the drivers, they seem to be excited about this new sprint setup, like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they all kind of, and the pressers seem to be like, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, we will have to learn on the, on the fly. We're just, you know, one practice and we're jumping right into it. 
I think the only one that I heard, I'm not saying it's the only one, um, is Albon. So yesterday after the sprint, he said he's not a fan of it because he thinks that there's four top teams. I'm assuming Aston Martin, Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes. And he said it would take something, you know, like a crash or, you know, some sort of a DNF for those eight drivers to not get the eight points that are available um, in the sprint. So, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I, I mean, I can see his point there. Um, because yeah, it's just the eight. But I think it's I do I think it's interesting. I thought it was really interesting was listening to um Christian Horner talk um post race um today about just the amount of modeling they have to do by only having the one race in the morning and having to predict what's gonna happen then Sunday afternoon, right? Because they only had one FD one. I mean they had the sprint, but the sprint shootout and the sprint race are different on what they do with the tires, the time yeah. of day, how hard they're pushing it, how many laps they're going to do. And yeah. so they have to use all that data, engineering, mm-hmm. modeling. I love yeah. all the math behind it, that they're having to take that that and put it into the computers and speculate and then strategize. What are we going to do on Sunday for a 51 lap, you know, yeah. much longer race, yes. different time of day? And how are we going to run this now mm-hmm. off of what data we have in different scenarios, different environments, different time of day? I, I, I think that's yeah. fascinating. That's where I get, oh, I start getting really geeky and excited because it takes so much science and math. And then you're yeah. like, this is really where it becomes a very smart sport. And people don't yeah. think about that level, the science behind it, you know, yeah. the system. I mean, it's very technical and, and it t- a lot of strategy involved of taking the, the data from just a few points in time and having to, it's a new surface right there's much of the, the place have been resurfaced and i was reading how miami you know there's parts of it i think we were talking about even you've got some of your notes on part of the parking lot has been resurfaced for the track <laughs> <laughs> it is a parking lot but i That's think all, but yeah, of that, all of that just it yeah. just goes into and, and you don't have, like you said, and we said earlier, it's like you don't have that benefit of doing any long runs in practice because they were all practicing from what I understand, because I didn't watch it. They were doing a lot of short stuff. And so and that was one, right. And they had no idea what to expect, expect with the tire degradation. So during the actual sprint, they started to notice it. Then how does mm-hmm. that translate into, you know, Sunday's race when you have, like you said, 51 laps, like, they so didn't much. really have that data. So pretty, pretty exciting. And I think it's, to me, I know there's a lot of people that aren't thrilled with it, but I, I've always loved a sprint. And I think it is kind of exciting because they are having to make these adjustments on the fly. And that's kind of exciting. Many, and I was learning, I was talking to my colleagues who follows other aspects of motorsport. And there's so many other flavors of motorsport that do more sprints or do sprints all the time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's yeah. fascinating to see. I wonder where F1 is going to take it. I mean, I think we know Stefano is is all about the entertainment value of it. Um, so I think whatever he deems is going to bring maybe more entertainment, more drama, whatever you want to call it, that's the route that they're going to go for now. It'll be interesting, though, if you mix in. I know we, we didn't talk about the F1 Academy yet, but if they add in F1 Academy during the same weekend and you have F2, like how much can you cram in 
on that and then what does that do to your ticket prices and whatnot sure. you know yeah. then as you start do you start pricing out you already it's already pretty expensive tickets That's to expensive. begin with you know and then what do you do because there's only so much you can get crammed in that's true in there and moving cars in and teams in and all the equipment and, and whatnot how much can you get in and out on the the track and in and out of the paddock and then off the grid on the weekend as well yeah I mean, there's, there's usually a good chunk of time between F1, like practice or, a, you know, a practice and a quality. But like you said, if you're bringing in F2, if you're bringing in F1 Academy, like they make it work sometimes, but some of these tracks, it's just not going to be feasible. If you've got a track like this one where there's, there could potentially be a lot of yellows, a lot of reds. I mean, well, there's, only, there's only a few hours between S, the, the quality and the sprint too. There wasn't that yeah. much time. Yeah, just overnight. It's crazy. Well, qualifying or SQ1. SQ, SQ, SQ1 and the sprint and the actual sprint itself. Shootout and the sprint itself is what I was getting at. There was only yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah, that's true. There's not not a ton of time at all. But we saw an SQ1, Nick DeVries, same spot. <laughs> same spot yeah. he crashed yesterday, went deep again, bringing out the, the yellow flags. Um, then what? That's when Logan Sargent went into the wall at the end of SQ1. We talked about that. Went in too deep. He blamed Ferrari. Don't oh, you yeah. come blaming my boys. They were to the left. I did not see them anywhere in his way. But, like, you know, Ricky should not be blaming the Ferrari drivers for <laughs> for, for your errors. I'm just saying that. Um, but, like you had mentioned, um, he was P11. He would have gone on. I think to SQ2. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but both both Haas's made it through to SQ2, which I was a little surprised at because I feel like they're just kind of out there. So Gasly, I don't even know what his poor deal is. He, towards the end of SQ1, he just stayed in the pits. He didn't even come back out. So he was out in SQ1. Um, horrible weekend for them. We'll talk about that more. Joe was out. Botas was out. Same as qualifying. Or no, was Joe? Joe wasn't out in Q1, I don't think. Yuki, mm -mm, Sergeant's crash messed up Yuki because he was on a flyer. And he was looking so good on that circuit. Oh, that yeah. I think if he had been able to finish that lap, I think he would have moved on to SQ2. But yeah, I mean, even if he had moved on to SQ2, we talked about this already, he wouldn't have had tires for SQ3 if he had gotten there, but I do think he could have gotten to SQ2. So SQ2, now here's one thing that I loved about your Aston Martin team is the team work this weekend. So we talked about Lance's DRS was not opening on Friday, Saturday, the same thing. So Fernando, right towards the end of SQ2, given his teammate a toe, pulled him right up into SQ3. I mean, to me, it was like this, these two, like I, I am falling in love. Um, <laughs> we talk about how Fernando's got that, that seasoned experience, right. You know, yeah. and he's just, he uses that, you know, I saw that a couple times this weekend. So, yeah. And then they, crazy, they ended up like they, eighth and ninth and yeah. that. So, yeah. But they knocked out Piastri. He was like mm -hmm. that toe knocked Piastri out, but that kind of sucked because Lando made it through to SQ3, but he didn't have the softs to run. So he was going to be sitting out. Piastri, who had the softs, knocked out by, 
by the Aston Martin. So that kind of sucked. And it, it was like he missed out by three hundredths of a second, three hundredths of a second. So he was oh, out, yeah. he was out in um, SQ2. Sergeant was out, obviously. Hulkenberg was out. Ocon and then K Mag all out. Um, but SQ3. So if you haven't been like keeping track of how this new format works, there's less time than we normally have in qualifying. So SQ3 was only eight minutes. And I want to say like there was only five minutes left and nobody had a time on the board. Like talk about pressure. It was, yeah, it was insane. As, as we said, like if you, if a yellow comes out or red comes out and you don't have a time, like you're screwed. Like everybody needs to get, get out there and get it done. But um, towards the end, what Leclerc crashed into the wall. I literally wrote down Monaco because that's what happened um, a couple of years ago. And then the, the commentator said the same thing. I'm like, I know I already said that's, it. That's the part I was talking about that where he got, he got in and got P1. That's where I was talking about. Oh, yes. P1 with the crash. Yes. Where he, he got the crash was that he got the P1 right after the crash. And I was thinking, Oh my gosh, is he going to keep it? He's limping along and no one was able to beat it right there at the end. I'm literally was, on the edge of my seat. Like I was too. Oh, Oh, I was and then they've got the picture of him there and the, the front part of his car is gone. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Max, like he was, I think the last car to come through and I was, I had the windows open. It was early here. And um, my poor neighbor, I'm like, I hope they're not out there. Cause I'm like, yeah, sure. Like Max didn't get it. Max didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I never was watching it taped. I didn't watch. I didn't look at the results. I'm sitting here at my desk because I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. Lip it, lip it, lip it in, Okay, okay. Mark Max still got to go across. Oh, oh, yes, you didn't make it. <laughs> close, but not close enough. Yeah. Luckily, like. luckily the the apartments here have got very solid walls, and no one can hear me scream. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. So then, yeah, we had the sprint in the afternoon. Logan didn't even didn't even try. That the damage was too much for the team to, like you said, there was such a short amount of time. They just did not have it in them. They were giving it their all, but just nope, wasn't happening. And then what? Also, uh, Ocon started from the pits um, for the sprint because he yeah. did stuff to his car. Um, oh my gosh! Let's see, Russell tapping Max. We shall talk about this more in just a oh. second, but. We put, we put the video on our, our, our thing. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. We did put the video on, but yeah. So I, what I thought was interesting with Russell in the sprint is he did not look that great in qualifying the day before. Didn't think he looked that great in SQ, you know, qual sprint qualifying or shootout qualifying. And then all of a sudden he's elbows out, which BT dubs, I'm going to start using more English terms. Um, Cause I love elbows out cat among the, amongst the pigeons, all of it. Like I'm trying to work these into my regular vocabulary, but he was all elbows out in, in that sprint. It was like, mm -hmm. where did this come from? This is not the George Russell that's been around yesterday. And this. Morning. Oh yeah. And there's no apologies too. He was just like, I'm, well, he, and I love, no, he's true. But I love that he was just like, and, and I, I saw a follow-up too on uh, today on social media of him basically saying, look, um, you know, since we were X amount, like eight years old, when you're on the inside, that's your position. And, you know, I held my position and this is where I was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Now, Max had a response. So we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I saw that. Poor, poor Yuki, his little tire rolling down the hill <laughs> behind him. 
I'm going to put some video to this. That was so terrible. So Nick DeVries again. Oh, poor Nick. He's like the Nicholas Latifi of this year. Um, he, so Yuki's thing brought out first a virtual safety car, then a safety car. Prior to that tire coming off, Nick DeVries tapped him, hit him, whatever. His whole left wing was gone. Craziness. Then Yuki's tire comes off. He goes in. They send him back out. And he's like crab walking down the track. It was- Did they ever come back? Did they ever come back and say if they was getting anything for sitting out a car unsafe? I saw them talking about it. I don't know what the final result was. I have not heard. So I'm not even mm-hmm. sure. But he went in for the rest of the day after that. Like you can't obviously drive your car at an angle down the, down the track. So yeah, that kind of, that kind of sucked. But so what happened after the restart, Max got his spot back from Russell. So I'm sure he was chuckling in his car. Um, Perez got past Leclerc. Leclerc did not even put up a fight. We talked about degradation. Like nobody seemed to know that that was going to be happening. Charles tires were shot. Um, and then let's see, uh, Charles finished second. So with that finish, because the top eight got points in the sprint, he had seven points, which is one point more than he's had after the first three, three races. Go Charles. So Go Charles, <laughs> good for him. Um, but then once we got back to the pit lane, they show Max getting out of his car, looking at his car, and there's a big old gash in the side. Now that you know that slowed him down, obviously on the track. He got third oh, yeah. if you weren't watching. But the convo between Max and George, what I thought was funny, like, okay, so if you don't know, Max saw George starting to walk kind of in between where they line up the cars and park for May, the first, second, thirds. And he just beelined right for him. And, you know, George was saying, I don't know if we have the full thing, but George was basically saying like, you know, we didn't have grip. Max is like, none of us had grip. Um, Then George said to watch the onboard. I know that was said. And then George started to walk away and Max (laughs) starts kind of going after him. He can't even get his words out, threatening George like, well, expect more of the same or, you know, next time or whatever. And then he turns around and he calls him. I'm just going to say it out loud. A dickhead. Call yep. him a dickhead. Now, if you watch or follow F1 on social media, they cut it at that point. They don't show the full thing. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, oy, Max. So afterwards, Christian Horner made a comment that George is lucky he was wearing his helmet. I don't know what kind of veiled threat that's supposed to be. Um, I but know, right? That was a bit much. Saying, like Max is your driver's gonna start a fist fight in the in the pit lane. Like, come on now. So that was crappy. And then you mentioned what George had said, and Max told the Dutch media or one Dutch media outlet he called George a princess. He said, "I have Princess you know, George." I saw that Princess George. Like, if you know, talking, he was talking about defending on the outside, and he's like, "What? I'm not supposed to." you know, defend my position from Princess George or something to that effect. So, you know, I'm just going to say this, like towards the beginning of the week, the last couple of weeks, I feel like there's been some interesting stuff coming out about Max. And I, I feel like was giving me a little insight into who he was, the documentary, you know, just how he was raised um, to really just be all about uh, racing. There was a cute little thing apparently with his girlfriend's daughter where he was, doing his um, gaming and she wanted him to play tea party. So he bailed out on the gaming and I'm like, 
you know, they've been showing some very funny videos on Red Bull, all that good stuff. And then this happens. And I'm like, you are such a freaking little baby. You do the exact same thing. George does the, does the exact same thing. There's, you don't apologize. And today I sent this to you um, in Insta, but an F1 meme page put together a whole compilation of all the times, maybe not all the times, but several times where Max was running people off the road. Does he apologize? No, he calls it hmm. racing. Yeah, I yeah, just I was all if I can find that thing that I saw. But it was it was interesting. Yeah, it was like the that um the the two different things that they had to say, and it was like, like seriously, well, the yeah, it it it's if it's on him, he's not going to take it. But if it's against him, it's always the other person's fault. Of course. That's, that's I think that's how Max, I think that's how Max is. And I think George can sometimes be the same way, but, but why do we have to elevate it? Like you can have your say, you can tell him, but why the threat at the end? Max, we know doesn't forget because he screwed over Checo last year after, you know, still blaming him races later about Monaco. Um, Max doesn't forget. And I think that at some point this season, oh, he's going to so retaliate against George. It's so sad. Charlie, Charles, Charles saying for me, it was the loneliest race ever. He did. Well, that's just because like he was so far behind the Red Bulls, but yeah, we'll get, we'll get yeah. to it. Um, what else? I think that was about it. So race day. Oh my goodness. It was kind of a, like you said, I mean, you called it a smooth race. I think I said it was uneventful. <laughs> I thought you said boring. Exactly. I, I did say boring. I'm, I was trying to jazz it up a smidge. If it was I mean, I'm always going to watch, but it was a little boring. Um, Alfa Romeo, I've said it before. I'll say it a thousand more times probably this year. What is happening? What is happening? Know. It's almost Romeo? like, it's almost like, I forget that they're, they're racing. Because they're at the bottom. And like, if you had told me at the beginning of the year, like Alfa Romeo and especially Botas is going to be consistently running 19th, 18th place. I would have been like, no way. No way. It's Valtteri. Like, that's not going to happen. He no, said today that he, and I didn't see this, but he said he picked up some damage in lap two. I don't know what that's for, hmm. but, and Joe did not finish the race at all. Again, I don't know why. Um, I listened to their follow-up after the race, but I don't think they, well, I know they didn't say on there, so I don't know why he didn't finish, but they have zero pace, zero pace. I feel like they are the, the lowest team out there. That's just me, at least for this week. Um, and Williams, Williams, they were highs and lows. They, they, they show, yeah, they show such promise and then something mm -hmm. just seems to just like rip the par carpet out from underneath them, you know, yeah. they, they show like they're doing so well. And it's like the proverbial black cloud, like yep. the, like Murphy's law. Like, I don't know what it is. They, 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 I don't either. They're going and they just like, whack, something knocks them, knocks them exactly. off their feet. I, I don't it seems like they have the pace. Maybe they just have the yeah. pace in, in qualifying. And I think but... they've got a decent car too. I do too. And I think you've got two two good drivers. Like I think we I can think even so see, well. even though Logan hasn't had, you know, the best start so far. I think they're I think, really good. I think Logan's actually my favorite rookie. Really? Yeah. I think he's, I think oh, he's my, something. In... I think he's my favorite rookie too. Now that I he think just, about it, Nick DeVries quietly. He's like quietly got a lot of just like he's like the the, the quiet one, right? He's like yeah. quietly from behind, just so good and just yeah. like humble about it and just out there. I mean, 
Because he was doing so good going into to, to, to Q2. Yeah. And, and if it weren't for that, that, that uh, wreck, he, he would have just been, I think, I think he would have just been phenomenal in Q2. And I, I think he had a chance for Q, Q3. Yeah. But hopefully that, like you said, that little cloud will lift next week is basically a home race for Logan because he's from Florida. He's from Fort Lauderdale. The race is in Miami. So I'm sure he's going to be super excited. But again, like they're my little team that could. And I just, I love both of those drivers. Well, I really love Albon. Um, Logan, I, I like, I just don't know him well enough. But I think that they, it's there. It, like you said, there's yeah. just this little cloud that's following them and something weird always seems to happen. Um, but poor Haas, like I really want Haas. Oh, we love Gunther. Oh, we love Gunther. I like K Mag. It's they the same. It's like you know. I mean, Hulkberg. He was on those hards all day, so that was pretty good. Towards the end, you know, people were passing him. But I mean, hello, he went fifty-one laps on or fifty laps, I think, on that. Um, he said they made some changes overnight. He started from the pits because of that. But um, yeah, he said that the changes they made gave, gave him a better pace. But still, for the most part. And then Alpha Tauri. Um, Yuki did get points. He got a point, another point for Yuki. So he finished. At least all the teams have points right now, but. Yeah. I was happy. We've got some splits now, though. We've got Williams at one, Alpha Tauri at two. But poor Nick, like we were saying, I mean, he is just having. I mean, he excelled. What, in F3, F2? Was he the driver Mm -hmm. in E, E formula? But what a start to his F1 career. He's crashing. <laughs> like, and for so much confidence coming into it out of, you know, into the season that he's going to dominate. He's going to, you know, be this, set this, this leadership role and whatnot. And yeah. it's just not there. But I, don't, I don't think he was wrong in thinking that. I mean, he no, has been so either. successful in the other, in the other careers. And, and when he filled in last year, it was just like, wow, like we got to get this guy in here. But right now it's not looking good. And I wonder for him, like, how is that? How is he doing mentally? Because to be so successful, to come in thinking you're going to do well, you know, maybe yeah. not great, great, but you're going to do well. And granted the AlphaTauri car, not amazing. Um, but I just hope that it doesn't really kind of send him backwards mentally like he's got to retain that confidence he's got to come up with that but i don't know and then alpine two races in a row which is i think they want to just pretend this weekend never happened never never i happened. agree i agree I mean, you know it didn't start didn't start well for them and then it, it just didn't end well for them so it did not end well for them i mean literally so gasly basically ran at the bottom the whole time but lap 51, Ocon had to come in to get tires. He was on hards the entire race. You're, you are required to pit. He comes in, and there's a whole bunch of people there in the pit. He said he was going 300 kilometers per hour and came, coming into that pit. And then he sees those people. So he had to break really quickly. But could you imagine coming in? So why didn't pit during the safety car? If you're required to pit, like, why didn't you just get the pit over then? Like, they, were, had, they were hoping for another safety car. They, because yeah, him, I, both him and Hulkenberg, it didn't work out the way the, the strategy, they were hoping for another red or another safety because know, they were but, in the points. They were in the points and they, they were kind of out of position being in those points, but 
it like, just, it, it, it makes sense because it was such a crazy weekend and, and, and whatnot, and you never expected it to be such a calm race. But, yeah. but the, then, you know, then look what it gets you, right? There wasn't another one, and then you're forced to pit, and right. then ended up being a bad strategy. Sometimes you take the chance, but yeah, it ended not in a calm way for Ocon almost hitting 50 people. Um, <laughs> let's see, talking about quiet rookies, though, I think that Piastri is also a quiet rookie, mm -hmm. and he's also kind of been in there. They said he was sick all weekend. Poor guy yeah. after the race Poor today. Guy. Him and um, Lando did a little press, you know, did their little video for the team, and he said he just did, he looked pale. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. say he looked sick. And he said, right, really, honestly, like, I just want to eat something right now. And like, poor guy. I just felt bad. I feel for it because I've been dealing with the coming back to the U.S. And I'm still yeah. kind of recovering from that. So I, I know what it feels like. So, yeah, it's it's so, so, so sad. But Lando mentioned, you know, they had their upgrades. We talked about that basically from the first race. We were expecting them. Zach Brown told us you know, don't really expect to see the results of that. And Lando echoed, he said the same thing. So they're looking forward to Miami. Everybody's looking forward to Miami after um, this thing. But what I do think is interesting is at the beginning of the season, which again, we're still on the fourth race, but the first few races, McLaren was at the bottom consistently, like the bottom, bottom, like even below like Alfa mm -hmm. Romeo and stuff. And um, they are looking more like that mid-pack, team australia and this race i think australia they got points that wasn't necessarily on merit totally but they are looking more like a mid-pack mid-pack team i think so i don't it's just know. interesting the top four teams are just so far ahead from the rest of the teams because ferrari is, is at 62 and fourth place and then mclaren's at 14. yeah it's wow. like there's such a gap between the top four and the bottom six. And if you think about that, as far as like the constructor goes, like Ferrari didn't get any points last weekend. I mean, not last weekend, an eternity ago when we were in Australia. So think about like, that's kind of crazy that there's that big of a difference and they didn't even get any constructor points last, yeah. last time out. So yeah, and they're only 14 behind Mercedes. So it's 62, 76, 87, then one. you'll see. Aston Martin jumped up because Mercedes was in second in the constructors. And today Aston Martin is now in second. Yeah. They're 87. So yeah. And yeah, then it's 14, <laughs> 14, eight, seven, six, two, one. So it's like such a huge divide between the bottom six and the top four. Yeah. And that kind there's of, goes no, there's no mid pack. It literally is two halves. Yeah. Two, 40% with two sections. There's the, the haves and have-nots. Yeah. <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> yeah, and Mercedes kind of the same. Like, they did not look great this weekend. No. Except for, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, today, Russell, it, 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 they, Russell yesterday in the I, in think, the I think it was Aston Martin and Mercedes. And, like, Ferrari kind of. <laughs> But Mercedes, here's the thing that I thought was interesting today is they could not muster enough speed to get past the person in front of them. So Hamilton True. could not get past Carlos Sainz, who, you know, he said not confident at all. Russell could not get past. I think it was Stroll. So yep. they they were there and Hamilton was close many times. He just could not pull it out. So they still have work to do on their car, but 
you know, I, I think they're going to keep getting better and better and better. But today for the race, it just wasn't, wasn't it? And, and Lewis said it was a challenge. Like the whole weekend was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I think for I a agree. lot of people. But your Aston Martin team. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I said, I, I, I don't, I don't believe the point. Like I said, I, I, whatever they did to the car that, that the DRS really hurt them on Friday and Saturday, they did some tweaks and quickly and it got better on Sunday today. So yeah, yeah. we'll see if they hopefully will continue tweaking to the right and we'll get uh, Alonzo back on podium. Maybe Stroll get up there. At least if they got points here for third. They so both got points. Good. Yep. Yeah. So both good. Points. And, and honestly, like Fernando was right on Charles's tail at the end. Like yeah, I was I just, a little worried because he was catching up and then he started going back to the right. I was like, I literally was sitting there. Come on, look at your four tits. Wait, come on, wait. No. Oh, you missed the DRS. And like, oh, if he could have just right there at the end, but Yes. Even in the driver room after the race, um, and it was obviously Checo and um, Charles and Max, he said, Fernando almost caught me. Fernando was right up on me. So he was very, very aware how close he was. But again, I don't, we don't have to go into it a lot, but I am just so impressed with the team work. Like Alonzo coming onto that team and, and helping just the team in general, right? With his knowledge, helping Lance, like he said to, during the race, tell, told his engineer, tell Lance about my brake setup. It's working really good right now. Like, and at one point they were telling uh, Alonzo like to, to move ahead and Scholl's mind. He goes, oh, like he can get past me. Like he was telling him, oh, if he needs to go past, let him go past. Like I forget yeah, the whole word, but he pretty much was like, no, he can go past me. That's fine. Like, I don't no. need to be ahead. Like, but Fernando like, is not really nice of you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think you need to say yeah, <laughs> Fernando is not going to, Stroll is not getting past Fernando. We laughed when we heard that because it's like, yeah, tell him to go past. Not going to happen. Like, not going to happen. Like, he's not getting past me. Uh, no, thank you. So that was kind of crazy. But my team, so from your team to my team, it was awesome. I'm so not going to lie. Amazing to see Red back up on the podium. I, mean, I, I love Charles, so I was very but, happy with Charles. But they don't have the pace. I, I Nobody has a pace to keep up with the Bulls, but I wrote this down while we were doing this. So um, both of the Red Bulls passed Charles because obviously Charles started on pole, finished third. Um, Charles never put up a fight. And when Max passed him towards the beginning, he was 30 kilometers per hour, 18 miles per hour faster when he passed Charles. 18 miles an hour faster, just passing him right there. That is ridiculous. So then I started keeping track after Checo got in the lead. At lap 22, Checo was nine seconds ahead of Charles. I wish I would have written down when when um, when Checo, well, it was after they pitted Max. That's how he got in the first. So anyways, lap 25, Checo was 11.4 seconds faster. Lap 29, he was 13.5 seconds faster. 10, 10 laps later, he's 16.4 seconds faster. Like after that, I stopped even looking. I, he probably ended up like 20 seconds faster than Charles, but that is how dominant. He ended well, the race, second, he ended but, the race 21.2 seconds ahead. Yeah. But like, if you look between 22 and 25 in three laps, he was more than two seconds faster. And then four laps later, again, he's two seconds faster. Like that 21 seconds ahead of Charles. And then he ended 45 seconds ahead of Carlos. Yeah. 
Well, Carlos was wait. I mean, he was. Here's my thing. But this you know, show, like, like just how fast he was. Hundred seconds ahead of Logan, who ended in 16th, and he yeah. lapped Nico and Botas. Yep, I saw them lapping. But it's like I don't know. Sometimes, well, how Carlos, fast he is. Like, Carlos, check well, out both, the both of the Red Bulls. I mean, I think Max was a few seconds beat, like three seconds two, behind at the 2. end. 1. Yeah, 2. but I mean, Carlos said hands up. I admit, like, I was not confident under braking on this course. We didn't have the pace. Charles said we did everything we could. Just, I think what I was afraid of at the beginning of the season, the Red, Red Bulls are too dominant. They're too dominant. They're winning by 20 seconds over the third place team. That is insane. And gaining a second every lap. Like, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I know we're, we're like already at an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just we don't have that much more to go. We don't have a timeline. I just wonder. It just hit me. You know, we, we talked about how they you know, hit the cost cap, whatever the cost cap, right? And it went into this car. Now, what if they like, just free for all said all the other teams meet the same cost cap that go over the same cost cap the Red Bull did? They all get to make it fair and square. Yep. I don't know because they've gone over and they have the dominant car and they're blowing everybody the water. So let's just make it even. Yeah. It's, it is insane to bring up and and bring it up to fair. Yeah. It, it, to me, it is, it is crazy, but listen, vamos Checo because yeah, I love Checo. Love him. My mom, I said, she's visiting. She lives in Mexico. She came in towards the end and said, who won? And we said, Checo, because I think we were actually yelling, Checo. Um, and she said, that's who I wanted to win. So he gained this weekend 33 points on Max in the driver championship. 33 points. So Max is currently at 93, Checo at 87. It could be a duel for the driver championship between these two. It, they each have and two Max points. did not get fastest lap. No, he did not. Thank uh, you, George. George, I just realized that it was George that did it, and Max was. Going I loved it. it. I loved it because he had it. He had it, and he'd already crossed the finish line. And then George came in. He took it from him. I was just yep. cackling. George. I was cackling. Yeah, George, George came and got it. So I love that. So he lost that point. No, I think that's great. And so I'm not a Red Bull fan, but I'm a Checo fan. I'm yeah. definitely a Checo fan. Yep. Yeah. And so he has, now they're they're calling him King of the Streets because um, this is four out of yeah, five right? wins yeah. are on the streets. He has more wins than Charles now. Um, I think Max, it, it didn't hurt him too much, but he had a little bit of a Ferrari strategy at the beginning when they pitted him before the safety car happened. But he went right back up into third pretty quickly. But did you notice at the very end, the pit wall celebration? The Red Bull. Oh yes. The Red Bull mechanics were I on the pit. That. I'm like, what happened? I thought was that wasn't allowed. They were like, screw it, we're doing it anyways. <laughs> I loved it. I love to see it. I love Checo. I think that they love Checo, and I think that it probably was just that excitement. They just ran, and yeah. I mean, I'm making that, making that. But anyways, yeah. So, but you know, Charles got pole. That was good. He he was on the podium, and. He released a, a single this week that shot to the top of the music charts. I was going to play it. I don't know if we have time to, I wasn't going to play the whole thing because it's kind of long. Um, hang on. Let me see if I can find it really, just really quick. It's beautiful. Um, didn't you loaded it in our thing for me to share it here. Oh, wait, you can't listen to T-Pain. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I had my playlist on this morning when I was uh, 
yes. If you haven't figured it out yet, I uh, I listen to a lot of hip hop. I love it. I'm in my backyard watering the plants, singing a little uh, Cardi B. Um, <laughs> my neighbors, I'm sure, love it. Wait, let's see if we can hear this. I don't know. Oh, wait. I You can't hear it. Hang on. Why do I still have that in my ear? That was from earlier. Hang on. I don't know. Oh, wait. Oh, darn it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's we'll share, we'll share it on the next one. No, hang on. I got it. I know you're ready to be like, let's be done. I can overlay it in our in post. Okay. Here. Do you hear it now? Oh, it's beautiful. He's, he's a great pianist. So he said that he did all of that. So at first I thought, did he have like strings and stuff come in and record with him? But he said he uh, used like a electric piano. So he did yeah. his piano part on his actual probably grand piano of some sort. And um, then he went to his electric piano and recorded the rest of it. So he was in the top 10 on several platforms. So all in all, I would say it's been a pretty good week for him. Um, in the presser, he said, you know, Lewis Hamilton is also very musical. I've seen him play the piano. He sings. Uh, and so Charles said maybe they could do something together, but Charles tends to do more depressing songs and Lewis, he thinks does more happy songs. So you never know. <laughs> you never know. I'm sure there's somebody else that's got skills out there. Let's have an F1 band <laughs> in the off season. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I play French horn. I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. I could be your all manager. Um, <laughs> I think that would be great. Our so, marketing strategist. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll be the marketing strategist. Um, Okay, so Bernie Collins, I wanted to throw this out there because we have we do our Beyond the Grid segment um, in between races. We always are trying to teach a little something. Bernie Collins is a former race strategy, strategist for Aston Martin, and she is no longer with the team. Um, but she's doing a lot of stuff on TV, I think with Sky Sports maybe. Um, but she put out on her social media that she is going to be doing a webinar talking about um, F1 strategy and the software that the teams use. So she's going to talk about how the teams capture data from more than a thousand different data points per second to power over 2 million predictive simulations. I was like, poof, my head is just exploding with that. So I did sign up. You, it's free. Um, you can go sign up for it. It's going to take place sometime after the Miami race. Um, so probably that week after, but since we talk about that kind of stuff, and especially you, Claire, like you geek out over, you were talking about that earlier, like all the data mm -hmm. that they put in. Um, and she was really, really good at what she she did as a strategist. I am totally sitting in on that. I think it's going to be so interesting. You'll be able to learn a lot. So I wanted to throw that out there for anybody that's listening and wants to learn more. Go to her page. Um, it's Bernie Collins, B-E-R-N-I-E. Um, she has an Instagram page and from there, there was a link in one of her posts. So you could go sign up. So I just wanted to PSA. I just wanted to throw that out there. Know, know. Um, and everybody's on the merch boat. We're not the only ones coming out with merch. Everybody's now coming out with merch. You've got Williams has been killing it this year, but for Miami, I think it's like Williams, Red Bull, McLaren, they've all got Miami theme merch. All the fans are going to go broke buying all this really cute stuff. Um, but anyways, yeah, everybody's probably seeing how well Williams is doing. And they're like, we're on it. Got to get on it. We're all on right. It. Well, next week, Miami. Back to back. 
going to Miami. Going to Miami. Bienvenido. Oh, Miami. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then if you didn't know, um, we were just talking about this. F1 does allow you to sign up to subscribe to their ca- their calendar feeds. Like if you've got Google or their kind of ca- your calendar, you can have their calendar feed into yours. You can conveniently have all of it, all the races the rest of the year, all the times in your calendar. So mine is it 930 at night my time? Yeah, 1230 12, my time. So we may be able to record right after if not record the next day. So I'm excited. Yeah. So excited. It's going to be fun. I mean, we talked about Australia being a party. Miami is 100% party. It, it It's like nothing. It's all celebrities last year, right? Like celebrities, sports stars, everybody was there. Tickets are pricey. Um, it's another street style circuit. So I feel like we've had a whole cl- clump of those at the beginning of this season. Um, like you said before, it is in the parking lot of the Hard Rock. Um, it's where the Miami Dolphins play um, NFL football, and it's basically in the par- parking lot, so it's semi-permanent. But they did um, they did resurface. So after last year, there was a lot of complaining um, from the drivers who just said, like, there were certain spots, I think, that were very slippery, and they were like, no, we're not going to do that. So the Miami people said, well, we didn't have to resurface, but we want to have the best experience. We don't want them to be all slippery. So um, they did, they did resurface. So that could be interesting and they are expecting it to improve overtaking. So the grip should be better. So they're hoping that it will overtake because last year, I think the race might've been a little dull. So, um, <laughs> cause teams weren't willing to, to take that. Yeah. Take the risk. They t- yeah, exactly. Take the risk. So they're hoping for more side by side, the overtaking. Um, they did come up with a new F1 paddock. So I think all the teams are inside, like their little village is inside the stadium itself, like kind of on the grass. So it's their own, like almost little separate village from everything else. And then they created this or they expanded the paddock club. So now there's three levels and I think they can see both sides. I think they can see into the village inside and then they can see out onto the track. So I don't know, that kind of sounds cool. And it makes um, sense that they do the Miami race this part of the year and at the last part of the year because you can't do it during hurricane season because there's oh, don't wanna, yeah, cause hurricane season in Florida was June until November. So you don't wanna have races during hurricane yeah. season because it's too big of a risk of it being uh, canceled. That's so true. But you know what I just thought about a few weeks ago, that whole parking lot, not the whole parking lot, but quite a bit of it was underwater. They should, they were yeah, showing people. So I wonder yeah. what the research it rains, it, it rains every day in Florida. I know, but I'm just, I mean, this was up to people's knees. Um, so I wonder what the resurfacing, now that you just mentioned that, I didn't think about that, but with the resurfacing and then having those torrential rains, I wonder what the track really is going to be like. But anyways, it's here's the lowdown on it. 19 quarters, there's three straights, top speeds of 320 kilometers. So that's almost 200 miles per hour. And there's three DRS zones. So there's some high speed areas, there's some tight turns. So we'll see, um, we'll see what happens. Last year was the very first race. This is just their second race. I think we're going to have a lot of, I don't know, a lot of content, lots of celebrities. Max won last year was Max Charles and um, Carlos on the podium. I would not be opposed to seeing two red suits on the podium. 
this next I like week. To see a green one. I'd like to see a green one. Green and red. So we shall see. It should be a really another really fun weekend. I love I love a back to back. Like let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So lot to cover to in it? these sprint weekends. This is gonna take a toll on us. <laughs> It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun. And we did not cover uh, F1 Academy because, yeah. holy cow, it's a bit confusing. We've got to figure it out. We don't want to bring it to you guys until we've got it at least somewhat understood. And it's it's chaos incarnate. So once we get that figured out, we'll bring it to you. But anyway, yep. thanks for sticking it out. It was a long ride, but we yeah. think it was worth it. And uh, always great seeing you. And you weren't purple at all. So You're awesome. all, all right. Yeah. We'll see you take in care. Miami. All right. See you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Mm -hmm.